0: Welcome to the Georgia Forestry Forum.
1: This is a podcast that will explore trees and forest, the rich and renewable resource, and the innumerable benefits we humans get from them. Expect this podcast to cover topics that will affect you. We want to share how trees impact every part of your life, from the air you breathe, the water you drink, how much our energy bills cost, the products
0: we depend on and use every day, the health of ourselves and our communities, the places we live, work, and play.
1: Trees play a huge role in our daily lives. And we will tell you how our folks here at the Georgia Forestry Commission support it all.
0: Um, So yeah, my name is Seth Hawkins. I am the Urban and Community Forestry Program Coordinator for the Georgia Forestry Commission and also have the privilege to serve on GFC's Fire Prevention Education Team. And I'm here today with Mark Wiles.
1: I'm Mark Wiles, I'm a wildfire mitigation specialist with the Georgia Forestry Commission and a forester, and have been doing this for a long time.
0: We're excited about uh, to kick off this first episode with it being fall coming in, the lifting of a burn ban that we'll talk about here in a little while. Mark and I, you know, we only represent a 550 person team, give or take, with Georgia Forestry Commission, and we have people that specialize every day in many different facets of you know landscape scale forestry management whether that be rural urban or in between. Uh, Mark and I are just here today to try to present the facts that our entire agency and organization pushes forward daily.
1: And in the fall we have more fire activity actually that is our fire season as the leaves begin to change color and come down we have more dry fuel on the ground that can actually cause a wildfire and we have more people out there doing outdoor burning, trying to clean up their yards uh, from the leaf fall. So yes, we need to talk about safety and how you guys can burn safely this season.
0: Yeah, and I know um, I've definitely done a couple campfires in my backyard already for these cooling nights. And it was down in the upper 50s in my home in North Georgia um, this past weekend. Um, I will say though, while I was out there chopping up my firewood, getting my fire ready, um, it was very dry out there. So. Again, as Mark said, you know, safety is paramount when we're doing either recreational campfires or cooking fires or debris burning fires, and there's some things we can go over today I think that'll help make you, your property, and your community safer this fall.
1: You know, Seth, the number one cause of wildfire here in our state is debris burning. People who are burning leaves, limbs, and other debris, and those fires getting out of control. So, yes, certainly as the leaves come down and people start cleaning their properties, we need to talk about how we can do it safely. A lot of people may be wondering, when we have these fires, can the fires be as severe as they are in the West? And the answer to that is yes. I mean, you you look at fires this past summer in Maui, you know, completely devastating that town, destroying structures, many people being injured, even people killed in that wildfire. Can that happen here? Well, yes. We've had it closer to home. In Gatlinburg, 2016, we had over 2,800 structures on fire in Gatlinburg, Tennessee alone at one time. So, in the right conditions, we can have major problems with wildfire here in Georgia.
0: Yeah, and you know, as Georgia's population grows and the area that we refer to as the Wildland Urban Interface, or WUI we call for short. Basically, that's just the area where nature and cities kind of come together, and that wooey is expanding annually in the state of Georgia, and both Gatlinburg and Maui were both examples of an urbanized environment pressed up into woodlands, especially unmanaged, overgrown woodlands. In Maui's case, a lot of invasive grasses as well help spread that quickly. but. Yeah, as you said, um, you know, in Georgia, I think that there's more embracing in the rural landscape of prescribed burning and using good fires to prevent bad wildfires. But, again, in those wildland-urban interface areas, um, suburban, more urban settings, we can't always get away with prescribed fire.
1: I think a lot of people are confused about prescribed fire, too. It is a good thing. Uh, reducing the amount of fuel in the understory, enhancing wildlife habitat, um, certainly you know creating a, a, a healthier forest setting uh... is something that a prescribed burn would do of course it has to be done in the right conditions by trained individuals but uh... it is a benefit you know these forests in in georgia burned thousands of years before we got here and uh... it creates a healthy environment
0: yeah and you know if there's many communities um, that engage in you know kind of what we're talking about in trying to mitigate the risk of those wildfires in that more wildland urban interface area through a program called the Firewise program, which I know you work extensively with.
1: Yes, and I think it is it is a good educational tool. It teaches people how to clean up around their structures, around their homes, uh, getting debris off the roof, out of the gutters, away from the foundation, so that if we did have a fire, it couldn't make its way to your property or to your home or barns or any outdoor structures. Um, So yes, keeping a good clean area around your house, what we call a defensible space, is very important and it's something that you have to do year round. You can't do it one time and then you're through. It's required every year multiple times a year. Yeah, and don't forget, I mean, we're talking,
0: you know, hand-piled debris piles and stuff, but also our fire pits, our chimneys, as they call them, things like that, those can throw embers, too. I mean, I've heard in in times of extreme drought, an ember from a fire can travel up to a mile away and start another spot
1: fire. So when you consider that... Without a doubt. And, you know, in the right conditions, Seth, it can travel even further. Um, Paradise, California, the wildfire that actually set... Paradise on Fire was eight miles away, and the relative humidity played an important part in those embers being able to drift that far.
0: So yeah, when we're talking about you know backyard burning safety and we're talking about the danger that, that, that human-caused wildfires can present to communities and forests in general, it's important just to remember that prevention and mitigation,
1: that is, that's the beginning key. To this all right well you, you know and fire prevention is a big part of what we do you know if you can prevent a wildfire you never have to fight it and uh, certainly with more people coming on the scene we know that roughly 90 percent of the fires we have one way or the other are caused by people so exercising precaution is certainly uh, something that we need to do and like Smokey says you know only you can prevent wildfire
0: yeah, and so you know, I think one of the first things um, that folks should consider when they're getting ready to do some debris burning in their backyard is do they need a burn permit from either their local municipality or the Georgia Forestry Commission. So we always advise people, especially if you live in an incorporated municipality, check with them first, see what local regulations are, see what you have to deal with there, and then as far as the Georgia Forestry Commission's concerned, for backyard, just basic hand-piled debris burning, there is no permit needed. There are some steps we'll go over that you can take to be safer in your backyard. Now, Mark, when does a burn permit kick in? When do they start needing that?
1: Well, a burn permit would be required if you're burning a large area. You know, anything larger than a small hand-piled debris, vegetative matter, sticks, those sort of things. If you're burning acreage or larger piles that may be piled by machinery like a dozer, that would also require a burning permit.
0: And you know it's always good practice too even if you're doing just a hand pile of debris burning in your backyard and you have the time maybe let your local Georgia Forestry Commission unit know as that might throw some smoke up in the air which we can talk about smoke in more detail um, but that at least just gives them when they're doing their fire spotting activities especially during you know, high fire danger times that kind of maybe just gives them a chance to know okay they're just you know we know about that um, also just builds that relationship with your local you know GFC unit. So, we at Georgia Forestry Commission, you know, we've, we've worked and we've developed this system that actually is, provides you the, the framework for your legal responsibility and just community responsibility when you are burning debris in your backyard. So, it's important whenever you're setting up to do debris burning to stop and take five. The five prongs of the star. And you go to our website, there's great graphics and everything on there. The five prongs are the first one's S for space, implying 25 feet between your fire and the nearest woodland or wooded setting. The second prong of the star also is S for space, but it's referring to 50 feet between your debris burning, fire, and structures, sheds, houses, things like that. The third prong of the star is time, so remember only to burn debris between sunrise and sunset. Um, The fourth prong of the star is attendance. So you are legally responsible to be in attendance when you have a debris burning uh, fire in your yard just to make sure it does not get out and cause any harm. Again, we talked about smokes, making sure smoke doesn't drift around. Then the fifth and final prong of the star is reasonable precautions. So having tools such as a connected water hose, metal rakes, your cell phone to call 911 in case something went sideways, also to check the weather. And just general awareness. So if you remember just to take five, you should be able to keep your debris burning pile in your yard.
1: And at any point you are confused, pick up the phone and call your local Georgia Forestry Commission and they'll be able to give you advice as to whether or not it is indeed safe to burn.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important, you know, I mentioned the cell phone. Um, You know, people don't need to be embarrassed to use emergency services if they think they have to. It's better to call 911 and be a little embarrassed maybe and and feel like you overreacted and then to not call and your shed or neighbor's shed burned down or something like that. So remember, emergency responders, they're there to help. If you have non-emergency questions about this, you can always call your local Georgia Forestry Commission unit and we will at least connect you with your local municipality.
1: And again, it could be that local rules and regulations may supersede Georgia Forestry Commission rules and regulations. So be sure to check with your county or your local municipality to make sure that you're doing things legally.
0: And so, you know, Mark, we're talking about safe burning, but also I think it's important to talk about, you know, safe times to burn. We talked about weather being a momentary and daily consideration, but also there is a big chunk of the year in 54 counties where you cannot burn vegetative debris
1: at all. And that would be those counties in and around urban areas. And the smoke generated from any burns can cause poor air quality. And that's the main reason for that ban. Uh, Fire is relatively easy to contain, but the smoke itself can be a problem. Once it drifts into other neighborhoods, onto highways, you can be responsible for any damages that might occur as a result from the smoke. Yeah, Mark,
0: and I'm I'm glad you brought smoke management up because, you know, that's a big part of Georgia Forestry Commission when we're planning large-scale burns. Smoke management's a big part of what we do. But, you know, depending on the materials you're burning in your backyard, that can throw up a significant amount of smoke as well. And, you know, as you're saying, we are responsible for the smoke we generate on our own personal residential property, uh, whether that being, you know, that could drift over and exasperate someone's asthma or hurt their pets or livestock. Or even, you know, maybe get out on a road and provide unsafe driving conditions in the community. The Georgia Forestry Commission. We're obviously, like Mark was saying, always full blitz on wildfire prevention, and that starts with, you know, basic education, like we're doing today. Um, you know, two thirds of the state of Georgia is covered in forest, and it's the number one industry in the state. So we have huge skin in the game to protect that industry and conserve those forests and wildfires along with development pressure and, you know, pests, tree pests, I mean, the largest threat we have to forests in the state.
1: Absolutely. And certainly protecting all of our citizens that live in these magical places, these forests that uh, cover our state, is our number one priority, protecting lives and property.
0: You know, kind of as a little recap, you know, I just wanted to step back and just look at our urban versus more of our rural audience and just kind of, Just lay it out there one last time. What are the roles and you know those two different groups maybe have? So, when I'm thinking of our urban suburban audience that lives in that wildland urban interface, we talked about remember the take five precautions so, S S T A R. So, remember those. If you follow those, again, that is your responsibility to keep that fire contained in your yard. Follow those precautions, take five, you should be fine. Now when we hop over to the more rural audience and we're thinking about how they're gonna prevent wildfires either on their
1: property or going to the next, do you have tips there for them? Well certainly they need to follow STAR as well. But something to remember is the Georgia Forestry Commission is always available to come out and assist you if you need help burning. Uh, So contact your local Forestry Commission office. Uh, If you're gonna be burning small piles, they'll even come out and help you with that if you need help. Larger stuff for fire breaks, if you're going to be burning large acreage, doing prescribed burning, that local forestry commission is, is vital in uh, putting in fire breaks, helping you stand by, actually conducting the burn for you if need be. So just uh, call your local forestry commission for that. And you know, we've got some really good foresters, self that can come out and give advice on uh, prescribed burning, thinning, and just creating a healthier forest environment.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we love, you know, again, we, we want to promote the forest industry and support it any way we can and providing that those consulting services or connecting you with the consultants that a landowner might need to manage their larger property. Um, again, because it's all a big, you know, we're all in this together statewide to keep these wildfires from um, impacting that resource that runs our state. So
1: yeah, Absolutely.
0: But, yeah, so, uh, you know, we I feel like we, we've really thrown a lot of resources at them today, Mark, Um Again, we've mentioned our website, gatrees.org. Um, you can see everything broken down there in tabs. You can find lots of phone numbers. So if you have trouble finding something, give one of us a call. We're happy to help coach you through the website and find exactly what you're needing. So, Mark, this has been a lot of fun. I, I, you know, I'm hoping we can um, keep these podcasts going, um, maybe bring in other speakers from time to time. Everybody might get bored with us eventually. I mean, we could start telling war stories and, you know. Um, But, yeah, so, I mean, you know, we're definitely looking at some other topics down the road, Um, maybe things like, you know, tree pests, um, talking about uh, maybe upcoming planting season. We could dig deeper into, you know, maybe even fire behavior or the other services that Georgia Forestry Commission provides. We do have an open forum on our website to submit questions. So if if we have listeners out there that want a specific topic, we'd love to hear from you. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks, Mark.
1: Enjoyed it, Seth. And... uh... You guys remember, only you can prevent wildfires.